0: Welcome to uh, today's episode and today's live of Facebook Live. Welcome to, well, not welcome, but hello to everyone on the Perth Health and Fitness page. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to ask uh, Instagram Lives as well. You have every right to ask a question because I want to get you guys involved as much as possible, but just know that I will be focusing mostly on the people inside the Facebook group. So how is everyone going? I actually asked the question earlier this week from the tops of my head was, what is the epitome of fitness? Because in the last few weeks, I've been getting so many people coming in to see us. We get a lot of consults coming through our uh, gym. And basically, we have a lot of people going, what is your goal? And they say, I would just like to be fit. I would just like to be healthy. And I just want to shake them and go, guess what? Being healthy and fit, that's a lie. All right. Can't be healthy and fit because it's, it's too broad. Okay. So, if you're that person who goes, I want to be fit, I want to be healthy, well, me too, but you might be a little bit confused on what healthy and fit means because there is no one definition for healthy and fit. He- fit and healthy are just not it, okay? Fit and healthy are not actual goals that you can achieve because it has nothing viable. Now, just giving you a bit of a rundown on when it comes to goals, we want it to be short and measurable, specific as well. I'm going to break through this later on. I'm just going to get a little bit raveled up because people love it when I'm getting a little bit all unwinded and all sorts of things about health and fitness. Don't say anything that would trigger me, guys. So healthy and fit is just not going to help you get there, okay? You need to be a little bit more specific in what you need. So when I get people coming in from their doctors and go, hey, look, you need to go see Sean and or your friends come out, you need to go see Sean. And it seems like I just want to be fit. I'm like, "Okay, okay, good. What does that mean? For anyone else out there who knows what healthy and fit means or what you think what healthy and fit means, feel free to just drop it in here. Let me know what you think and I'll be happy to go, hey, look, yeah, you're on the right track or maybe not so much. Or we can just have a conversation about it because that's what we want to do. So how do we measure this healthy and fitness? Because there's no questionnaire that can do it. There's no tool that goes, hey, yeah, you're healthy and you're fit, but you're not healthy and fit. And this person here needs to be a little bit less healthy and more a little bit on the fit side. There's nothing that can actually do that, okay guys? We need to make sure we understand what we want so we can get people to help you. So where are you going with this? You need to know what you need to do to get to where you want to be. So today I'm going to focus on the three things that you should be focusing on. Actually, I take that back, I lie. I wrote four. I actually planned ahead of this by the way. There are four things that we should be focusing on if your goals are just healthy and fit, okay? Uh, The first one is functionality. There's no point being healthy and fit if you're not functional. Number two is emotionally, mentally. I think this has just become such an important thing to me, especially in the last, say, two to three years. I've been a personal trainer since I was 21. I'm 29 next week. Hint, hint out there. I'm 29 next week. So I've been doing this since 21. I've been trained since I'm 18. I've been doing this for 11 years in the gym anyway. And this mentally, emotionally thing, I don't, I could not pinpoint it until just the last few months okay as i got a little bit older i started to realize wow there's this thing here that we cannot really see but we can feel and hell yeah we can feel it um, that's going to be really really important after that when we start looking at the bloods and medical me coming from a medical background especially in the exercise field as well i am trained as an exercise physiologist i'm trained to actually have to read your blood glucose levels and blood pressures and blood sugar levels and all these kind of things hba1c's But but that's another thing that we're going to focus on later on. Then after that, we start focusing on your body composition, okay? So I am going to have a fifth one here because I like this one a lot, but I'm not going to say it out loud because you have to wait. So wait till the fifth one, guys. The fifth one is going to be so important. So the first one is functionality. What do you mean by healthy and fit? How do we get into functionality? If you're worried about uh, your waistline and how you're going to do exercises to decrease your waistline, you've got bigger things to worry about. It's functionality, okay? So, when we talk about functionality, we're talking about like mobility. Now, you can't actually define mobility. There is no scientific research to show what mobility means. I like using functionality. Functionality refers to, well, guess what? The ability to function. And when we do this, we do it through flexibility tests. We call it through an FMS, functional movement screen, or functional movement assessment. A lot of good personal trainers, a lot of good exercise physiologists, chiros, and physios would do it segmentally to depending on what your goals are. And then after that, we will look into your strength as well. I actually have a comment here. Ooh, that's cool. I am so sorry. If you're on Facebook, I actually don't know how to check out this comment. It won't let me click on it. I'll have to figure it out another time. So, hey, hey, Brad. Hey, actually, that makes me feel much better. Hi, Brad. Give me the honor of watching up. So when we are talking about things like strength, we want to talk about, say, push-up, squat, bench, deadlift, chin-up, walk, for some people, it's walk. Six-minute walk test is what we do for some people, and a step-up test. I'm going to break these down a little bit. If you're 18 years old, maybe you can't lunge, you can't squat, you can't deadlift, that's okay. We can teach you. Now, I do get people closer to the other end, like 90 years old. You probably won't get there. You probably... Hey, look, we do see it now on Instagram now, Instagram and Facebook. Seeing like 90 year olds doing pistol squats and 100 kilo deadlifts, it makes me feel very bad because I can't do that anymore, or psychologically I can't. But it's good to know that you need to know where your capacity is. If you don't know where your capacity is, it's going to be hard to know how we can push it. If you don't measure it, you can't manage it. So, when we look at functionality, first of all, let's look at your goal. Maybe your goal is to be able to play soccer. You probably want a pretty good squat and a pretty good Amount of flexibility so you don't tear your hamstring. So, can you see how I've worked that functionality towards the goal? I've got the right tool for the right job to get you to the right place. Now, if you want a really good bench press, there's probably no benefit to me doing a hamstring stretch on you because this is the thing we need to make sure we've got the right tool for the right job. But if you want to be healthy and fit, by, by all means, why not do all of those things and see how you can improve? What I'm trying to get across to with this functionality thing is finding where your capacity is, what you can do, and how we can slowly get you a little bit better at it. Okay, so that's what we do with functionality. So let me know, what is your functional goal? Do you have a functional goal? Let me talk more about this. When I was a bodybuilder, and I was, I can actually technically say that because I competed, but I don't like talking about it too much. I did that between the ages of 18 and 23, so five years. And basically, the functionality was not there. Don't get me wrong, the ability to use functionality to help me build muscle was there. It's mostly compared to my composition at the end of the day, because that's what I was being marked on. But I needed to be able to do push ups, bench press, squats, deadlifts, chin ups, lunges, so that I could build the muscle to give me the place I needed to be increase, okay? So that's functionality. Now when I look at things like powerlifting, now my functionality was based around my squat, bench, and deadlift, the capacity to be able to increase that as much as possible. And the big weightlifting, the capacity to be able to be flexible, once again, to be in the overhead position, squat as low as possible, and then after that, being able to actually do the snatch and clean and jerk, those three movements there. Now my goal, though, is to be able to just make sure that my body doesn't break. I can move without pain. So making sure I can do my flexibility and mobility, being able to make sure that my bloods are great. So not have high cholesterol. And I'm going to actually dive into this each time I go into each one and tie it to me because unless someone else wants to share, it's always good to be vulnerable and share with you guys what I want to do. So at this point in time, I don't really want to be able to bench press 150 kilos. It'd be cool, but don't have the time for it. I want to have more energy to be able to Be present with my family, be present with my wife, and be present at work, but not work too much. And then I'd love to be able to, you know, still have my good shape. And by mean that, I mean, not having this belly that goes over. But how am I going to do that? I'm going to work with a few things in my functionality. I'm going to work on my hamstrings. I'm going to make sure I can do some chin-ups. I can do some push-ups still. I'll make sure that I can possibly run one or two Ks and go from there. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to join in, by the way. So the next part I'm going to talk about is emotionally and mentally. I think this one here is getting less and less of attention. And I feel like, especially with me, I think a lot of people just perceive me as the the gym bro, the guy who lifts weights, the guy who lifts heavy, the guy who likes to max out, the guy who likes to do competitions. But really, I've taken a big shift towards the emotional mental part. I wanted to help a lot more people understand what this is. Because I feel like everyone thinks either A, I eat anything I want and I can get away with it, which I don't. I can't because I don't do as much as I used to. And number two is I eat nothing but healthy food all the time, which also I don't, okay? Because this is where we're going to really dive into it. Sandra is on Facebook and Vicky is on Instagram. This is great. Anyway, what we're looking at is a relationship with food. I solely believe, in, hand of my heart. I love food. I just ate donuts before this. I am not afraid to admit that. But I want everyone to understand that. Yeah, you can have a little bit of good food here and there. You can have that little donut once per day. You can have you know drinks with your friends on a Friday night. Am I am I right, Sandra and Vicky? Those are things that you're allowed to have. Okay. How much you have, that's up to you. You can't you know if you want to go away and try and get away with you no know, nine glasses a night. Good luck with that. But we do want people to understand that you can have a great relationship with food and friends, and not limit yourself. I talk about this because back when I was doing bodybuilding, it was harder. You have stages where you just, you know, you need to grind, and you feel like you had to because that's what was everything out there. And then guess what? You end up with like me, body dysmorphia, and you know, bad relationships with food. We want to also have good relationships with yourself. Can you? really look at in the mirror and go, hey, look, I'm actually really happy with myself. Like I just admitted to you guys, I've got this kind of like body dysmorphia kind of thing going on because when I was younger, I, you know, is is the epitome of health really just being lean and having abs? Or is it also being happy with yourself, being able to enjoy with your friends and have a good sense of community and, you know, being able to remove yourself from the gym for a week and go, hey, look, I'll be back next week. That's okay. Because that's a really good place to be in. Now, I used to have a lot of people go, what are you doing on the weekend? I'm like, I'm going to the gym. Like, why would you do that? It's the weekend, you know, enjoy a bit. I'm like, no, no, I actually really enjoy going to the gym. But if on the weekend, say someone had their birthday and it was a big Saturday night, it was one of my best friends or it's a wedding and I'm going to drink a little bit too much and I'm going to eat a little bit too much good food. I'm not going to beat myself up on a Sunday and go, oh no, I really hate myself for that. It's about going, hey, look, well, that was one weekend. There's 51 other weekends in the year. I'll be back. It's okay. That's what I want people to understand because you can't go, oh, damn, my God, I really beat myself up over this. That's not what we're doing here because then it starts to lead to not being happy with yourself. It leads to being, you know, down on yourself. You actually start regretting going to the gym or regret going out with your friends. You associate the bad things with good things and the good things with bad things. And what I mean is, you don't want to be the person who goes, oh, my friends are just bad influencers all the time, unless they really are. Some people are. But you don't want to have that kind of relationship. Now, what I mean by relating like the bad things to good things is the one thing I really, really hate, especially in the fitness industry. And I feel like myself in the fitness industry I need to say this out loud. I hate it when people reward people for losing weight with money because money is a very you know, big thing. A lot of people love it. But it gives you the negative connotation of what you need to do to lose weight. Because once again, if you haven't listened to a lot of things that I say, weight is only a relationship between you and the ground and gravity, okay? How do you weigh yourself? You put yourself on some scales. Put those scales on the grass, step on it, guess what? It's less. Put those weights on concrete, guess what? It's more. Put it on an incline, guess what? It's less or more. No matter what, it's just relationship between you and gravity in a certain position, in a certain time, in a certain place. So, why are we rewarding people to, you know, literally starve themselves to maybe what is seemed to be a healthy weight range, doing unhealthy, unhealthy things to get there, and rewarding them with money? I hate that one. I absolutely hate it. Anyway, we don't want people to do these things. We want people to really start to have a sense of having fun. Stay away from boredom. If you're bored, you tend to eat. Most of us do, or do stupid shit. Sorry, I need to stop swearing. Doing stupid things that is not beneficial to you. And then these people also tend to remove themselves out of communities which they really want to have a sense of belonging. I think those things are so much more important than just having abs and being lean. Take it from me, because being able to go to a place where you belong, where you have fun, where you can you know create good memories. Those are going to be so much more important. The next thing I like to talk about with emotional and mental is the habit as well. Like Habits have become such a big thing to to read. Maybe it's just me because I have a habit of reading. Don't mind me. It really is something that drives us. So there's a thing in the brain. I'm not going to go too technical on this because I'm not a neuro on this, but I just love reading about this, is the basal ganglia. The basal ganglia helps us automate things that you wouldn't understand, you wouldn't know that you were doing. So, for example, if you wake up and you're cold, guess what? You get a jacket, you wake up and go, where'd this jacket come from? You may have no memory of it, you know? Maybe have you, this is me actually. So, when I'm driving from the gym and I'm going home, I always go one way even though I'm supposed to go another way. So, for example, when I was going from from home, um, sorry, from the gym to home and I was supposed to pick up my wife from my mother-in-law's. I'd be driving on the path to go home instead and I'll be 15 minutes late because I'd just be driving and driving and I'll be talking to her on the phone, I completely forgot and my basal ganglia or my habit is to go home this other way and I didn't realize that halfway through she goes, where are you? 15 minutes the other way because I took the wrong path so my bad. So that's what we call habits, you know, the brain does automatic things that we don't understand but we can try and understand to know why we do things, okay? Now. I still have some of these habits and some of these things where I just can't let go of. But I'm just trying to work on it. So like I said, I have this bad relationship with some foods because of my days of being a bodybuilder and trying to be lean and getting abs and all that fancy schmaz that's really overrated if I'm being honest. So for example, I was actually talking to my wife about this and I used to not drink. And uh, what I mean by that is I literally didn't touch alcohol for about four years, somewhere between the ages of... I think it was like 19 to 23. I didn't touch any alcohol. And first of all, A was because I was so damn busy. B, I wanted to save my money for a holiday. But then C was because I had this guilt in my head that if I drank alcohol, my muscles would shrink and all the work that I did was, you know, forever gone and all that kind of stuff. One thing is not going to do it. Like one drink is not going to do it. One beer is not going to do it. One glass of wine is not going to do it. But I still have it in my head. That is going to be in there. And now I'm going to go, hey, look, is it okay if I have a wine on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Probably not for me because I wake up so early and it would affect my sleep. But if I have it on a Saturday, I still have this thing in my head. Like, do I really want to have that drink? But then on Sunday, the next thing as well, the secondary thing is I still wake up quite early on Sundays around 6 30 because of habit. If I have that drink on that Sunday, Saturday, it'll push me back a few hours and I feel like I want to be productive. So then I have this you know, relationship in my head or this you know, self-bargain in my head. So that's what I'm talking about, relationships with food as well. Maybe you have it, maybe you don't. That's just something to look into. The third thing if you're focusing on, health and fitness. Thank you, Vicky, for joining. Have a great dinner. Another thing that I'm talking about when it comes to health and fitness is really about blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar levels, HbA1Cs. This is going stuff that if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, you maybe don't need to. But blood pressure and cholesterol, blood sugar, I think most people know those three. These are the things that you should probably be looking at as well. If you have good functionality and you have a good relationship with food and good habits, I solely believe that three and four become a little bit less worrying. So number three, we're talking about bloods and medicals. So this is the stuff when you go to your med- your doctors and your GPs and a broken prod you and basically go, hey, look, your blood pressure is high and hey, look, your cholesterol's high and hey look you got you know risk of diabetes cuz glucose is high or blood sugar levels are high those are the things that you should be looking at is that a goal for you to be healthy and fit now i'm not going to lie i'm not boasting i just happen to be in the younger age spectrum i'm 28 once again hint hint 29 next week everybody i just happen to be the younger age where my blood pressure my cholesterol and my blood sugars seem to be good as you get older they tend to be a little bit less good okay everyone but investing yourself now, if you're my age, you'll be fine when you're older. For those people a little bit older, you can probably vouch for me and go hey, Look, yes, those are things that tend to go up, and you can manage it. But if it happens to you later in life, that's better than it happening at my age. But it, I have to inevitably say that like, my blood pressure will probably go up. Now my blood pressure is roughly around one hundred ten or ninety as I've gotten a little bit older. So from when I was eighteen, it was one hundred ten. Now I'm like one hundred twenty. Then last time I checked, it was one hundred twenty-five. So I'm still technically getting um, in the healthy range i just will get higher as i'm older okay cholesterol i actually haven't checked cholesterol yet i should probably do that that'd be quite interesting so i would love to see what my cholesterol is but cholesterol can go higher as well that depends on your food because metabolism goes down and your body starts to function a little bit less efficient when you're older just happens to be but how you treat your body is how your body will reward you back blood sugar levels as well so healthy and fit what are those three looking at? I'm not sure what mine are, but if you're looking to be healthy and fit already, just to reiterate the first part, functionality, are you good at function? Can you bend? Can you snap? Can you bench press? Can you squat? Can you deadlift? Emotionally and mentally, what's your relationship with foods and your friends and your community? Number three, now we're looking at bloods and medical, blood pressure, cholesterol and blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure as well. And then your fourth one we're looking at is body composition. Now funny enough so many people go straight into body composition first now is that wrong um no i'm gonna say no because it's the first thing that you tend to see it's the first thing that everyone tends to see it's their body composition so what's their body fat mass and what's their percentage what is their muscle mass and their percentage what's their visceral fat well they don't really tend to see that one but you can get an idea especially when you go to your doctors and they scare you with that stuff. Um, what is your visceral fat enough that your hip, your hip and waist measurements maybe you start realizing that your belt's getting bigger and bigger and bigger or your dress size or whatever it might be so this one tends to get a lot of people now first thing is first i get a lot of people who actually happen to be in healthy management of their body composition so their relationships that's okay sandra thank you you can actually watch this on a uh, podcast later Body composition, this one tends to be the one that a lot of people focus on so much and so almost too much, I think. And it can't be helped when you've got people in the industry, in my industry, where they put so much emphasis on this and not on the first three. You know, like your functionality, emotional, and mental, and then your bloods and medicals. So what's the point of having such low body fat percentage and you know such high muscle mass if your bloods are bad and if you're emotionally and mentally not stable, and if you're functionally just trash, what's the point right? Because uh I'm not gonna lie those abs. they ain't going to be the person that's going to walk you down the street. It's not going to be the reason why your blood sugar level is low. It's not going to be the reason why you have no friends and you know depressed because no one's impressed about them. you know so what are we actually looking for when it comes to composition and body fat mass? are you looking to be a muscle, are you looking to reduce the visceral fat? These are just interesting questions I'm asking. I'm kind of rambling throughout this whole podcast, but it's such an interesting thing to bring up. What is the epitome of your health and fitness? What do you think your health and fitness is? Now, I'm going to be a little bit greedy. Yeah, it would be pretty cool to have low body fat percentage. Yeah, it would be pretty cool to be a little bit lighter body weight, but I am functioning well. I am emotionally happy. I am get really good bloods and medicals. My composition looks okay, all right? I'm not gonna be pushing myself to go even more, to train even harder, to go into more blood sugar level, I'm um, sorry, to get even leaner, to maybe have a bad relationship, to be able to just get leaner. So I just you know said the same thing so many times. It's making me wonder why people push for things that aren't as important just yet. And some of the questions like, having people in my exercise classes and they're doing so well when getting stronger and getting fitter and being able to stretch more and then have their habits become a little bit more aware and then they go but i want to reduce my waist size that's absolutely fine don't get me wrong i'm not saying that's a wrong thing but before we can focus on the waist we need to focus on the habits before we can focus on the waist we need to focus on your leg strength that's you know your knee that's not working before we focus on the waist directly, we can work on your happiness and relationships and food and your education. So these are some really good things that I want people to understand. If you're starting to ask yourself, what does it mean to be health and fit? Or I want to be healthy and fit. Start looking at these four things. Are you functional? Can you squat, bench, press, push up, bench press, deadlift, chin up? can you go for a jog? What is your goals from there? After that, focus on that. Focus on the performance side and you definitely get some better results. The second part is then start focusing on your habits, your community, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your food, relationship with your partner, relationship with your family. The third thing is then start looking at things like your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and your blood sugars. Start thinking about what food are you eating and are you actually eating healthy food? Because never trust a person who says, I eat healthy food, because I've never found anyone who said, I eat healthy food, actually be eating healthy food or the correct amounts of food. The fourth thing is, then start looking at your body composition, everyone. Then you start looking at your body fat mass. Then you start looking at body fat percentage. Then you start looking at your muscle mass and your percentages. Then you start looking on how the results are. Because I tell a lot of people that results don't drive results. Procedures and systems help you drive results now guess what you're probably thinking wow i am so overwhelmed with all of this that's okay you're not supposed to be an expert in this i'm the expert in this i'm teaching you but if you can take away one thing is just realize what does healthy and fit mean what can you do to get there the last one i want to talk about i talked about functionality emotionally mentally bloods and medical and then your composition when it comes to healthy and fit I want you to talk about your fifth one. What is your why goal? Because if you can focus on all those four things, the fifth point being, why are you doing this? Then you can start to understand how you're going to get there. Now, I always said to myself, what is my why goal? My why goal is to make sure my body doesn't limit me to anything I want to do in my life now. I'm no longer a competitor in sports and bodybuilding and powerlifting and all that kind of stuff. I will dabble in the concepts of it. But I just don't want to put my body through that anymore because I have other things I want to focus on. I want to make sure that my injuries don't stop me working. I want to make sure my injuries and my health don't stop me traveling. I want to make sure that my injuries and my health never stop me from doing the things that I want to do with my family, with my wife, and everyone in between, with my friends too. So if I want to go for a hike, I'm not going to question it. If I want to play basketball, I'm not going to question it. If I want to bend down and garden and help people move their houses I hate moving houses, but if I'm going to help a friend move house, I can do that, okay? These are the things that I'm starting to invest my whys into or my actions into, okay? So I'm going to ask you, everyone, what is your goal? What would you like to do? Let me know in the comment section. Send it to me if you need to. I'm interested to know. If you found this useful, just send me a DM on Instagram. That's Sean.momentum or momentum.active and let me know, did you find this useful at all? Because I am, I mean it nicely, I'm sick of people going, I just want to be healthy and fit. You got to tell me what does healthy and fit mean to you? What is your why goal? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to invest? Because you can't get this done in one week. You can't get this done in two weeks. You can't get it done in three weeks, okay? This is going to be a big, big change for you to keep continuing on to exercise for the rest of your life. And I mean it, like everyone should be exercising for the rest of their life. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For those of you out there, you've joined me for basically one whole hour of Instagram Live. I've done this one for 28 minutes. I've surprised myself. Everyone have a great night. I'm going to have dinner and then I'm going to train so you can check that out on Instagram Live too. Oh, Instagram Stories. Sorry. Bye.